What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One for a Widow Wednesday. It's Gary Witta. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I got my coffee here. I haven't been up long. I just kind of rolled out of bed a little while ago. So I don't know. I haven't really checked the internet. I don't know what's going on in the world of video game news. You're going to tell me. How's that any different than normal? How's that any different well, I mean, than normal? So, sometimes I've had a minute to see what's up. Sometimes I even send you, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? Not today. Straight out of bed into the co-host chair. You tell me what's going on. I'll give you the nuclear hot knee-jerk first reaction hot takes. Oh, that's what I need. That's what I need right off the bat. Thank you, Gary. How have you been? What have you been playing? What's the haps? Uh, still kind of, oh, so my big, my big bragging right thing I'm so, so proud of is this won't mean much to you, but to anyone out there who knows the Yakuza games, I finally beat the true final millennium tower in Yakuza like a dragon. It is the, it is the final ultimate most difficult challenge. I grinded that fucking game for a hundred plus hours. Um, and I finally beat it and I'm very, very pleased about it. I'm still mopping up a few little kind of side quests and things like that, but I have now uh, you know, accomplished enough in that game to feel like I can move on to the next one. So I actually started recently. I just started um, Yakuza Zero, yeah. um, which is a bit of an adjustment because yeah, it's Yakuza a little bit different games. than what you've been They're doing. All, you know, so all, I I didn't know the first Yakuza game I ever played was Like a Dragon, which is a turn-based, you know, party-based JRPG. All the others are brawlers, right? And so now I'm playing a brawler, um, and it's a di- it's a different world, different do timeline. Do you like that or do you miss crossover. that? I, I don't know yet. I'm still figuring okay. that out. Okay. I'm still figuring that, that out. That was my big um, thing with, you know, obviously like a dragon was the fact that it wasn't the traditional Yakuza run yeah. around crazy so beat kind of went. I went the other way because I did it all backwards. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so these are turn-based RPG games, right? Sure. But now, oh, no, they're brawlers. So I, it kind of it flipped the other way for me. Uh, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm going to continue um, dabbling a little bit with um, uh, Watch Dogs 2. Uh, okay, thanks nice. to that uh, frame frame rate boost you get on Series X now, it looks really really uh, beautiful. I think that you know Yakuza Zero on the Series X, my I don't think it is, but it almost feels like it's running at 120 frames or something above 60 because it's so uncannily smooth like butter. It's almost like wow, what's going on here? I don't know. It just it just looks incredibly smooth. Next gen man, I'm telling you, between the loading times and these frame rates, console games are good. Gary, here's what I need you to do. I need you to look right into your camera, all right? I can't yes. have you looking at the chat. There is breaking news right now. Are you asking me about the chat? I, well, I know, I'm I know. At other I, things, but don't I'm look at anything. Look at the camera. Gary, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg has tweeted breaking. Epic Games is buying Fall Guys developer Mediatonic. Uh, Olga Karaf and I have learned story hitting shortly. As you take your sip of coffee there, how does that hit sit with you? I mean, I, I, I said, I, I, I talked a big fight about, hey, let's, um, uh, let's, let's give you some nuclear hot takes. But I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, that is, that is some breaking Number news. one on the Roper first Report, all, we haven't even intro the is, show. First of all, who is this Schreier guy? Is he a reliable source? <laughs> you know, I, in my him? experience, he's usually pretty on point if he was going to come <laughs> out and say this. <laughs> um, wow, that's so, I guess, wow, that's a big deal, right? So... Nobody owned them before, right? Devolver Correct. published Mediatonics, but Devolver didn't own them. Correct, yeah. Mediatonics so is now, And so now Epic have come in and did, did they mention a number? Did they say how much they bought them for? No, Jason's got this hot just on the Twitter. No article behind it, like I said. All, all we have is a tweet from four minutes ago breaking. Epic Games is buying developer Mediatonic uh, Olga Karif. I hope I'm saying that right. And I have learned story hitting shortly. So this is going as we speak right now. I'm sure he got the news and wanted to get it out there beforehand. I am getting one here from Roger Pocorny, who has linked me to the Fall Guys game Twitter account. Huge news, Mediatonic. Mediatonic are pleased to announce that we've uh, joined the Epic Games family. What does this mean? I'm glad you asked. Here's an FAQ that is currently down. <laughs> it's I'm a 503. Oh, yeah, it's I'm a assuming it there, yeah. getting slammed Two, right getting now. So we're not, the, the questions are being too frequently asked. Quite exactly. literally. There's too many frequently asked questions, but ladies and yes. gentlemen, we're going to tackle them all right here because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you didn't know, each and every weekday, we come together to give you the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Sometimes it happens live as we record the show, so you have to pivot and do everything differently as it happens. If you like that, of course, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get each and every episode ad-free. You can also get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. That's all on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you 
don't have any box bucks to toss our way. It's no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, just like Joshy G is, the milkman's kid is, Celtic queen Megan Sullivan is. Of course, if you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Uh, housekeeping, before we start tackling everything else that's going on in our world. Number one, uh, It Takes Two. First impressions are currently live. You can go over to youtube.com slash games and catch me and GameSpot's Lucy James uh, talking about what we played when we got to play uh, It Takes Two. Uh, I tell you what, Gary, uh, what's your uh, hype level for It Takes Two? Really, 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 really high. I love uh, Joseph Farris. I think he's a genius. And um, he's carved out an amazing niche for himself, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Making these oh, yeah. games all in different ways, it, all in very different ways, approach this concept of two-player cooperative play. Sure, right? sure. So yeah, 100%. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, absolutely one of my favorite games ever made. I loved that game uh, to death. Now, that was a game where... You actually you controlled both characters, right? It was two sure, characters. people get we got. I think we got controlled both characters. You went back and forth. We got one with the left stick, one with the right stick. Exactly, and that's what we were. I think Lucy or me in the thing brought it up in a similar conversation, but didn't elaborate on it. And the fact of like, yeah, not a cooperative game, but a cooperative game where you're, you're not playing somebody else. You're, you're cooperating with yourself. Exactly, right? and it's a very that's weird thing if you didn't play brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the genius of it. And then he followed that up with a very, very different approach. Uh, you know, totally different tonally, contemporary, gritty, yeah. prison break. You out. know, on the run kind of thriller with a way out where they use this very, very, and that actually was for two players. You did need two players to play that game. And it had this very innovative, you know, split screen approach and the, and the, and the game would kind of modulate in and out of different kind of split screen formats based on what was happening narratively in terms of the gameplay. My wife and I love that game. My wife and I asks me like at least like once a week, like, is there another game like A Way Out that we could play together? Because sure. we both loved it. It was just a great, great couch co-op game. And well, yeah, I'm happy to report two, it takes two. Like, he's is done that it game. again. He's yeah, done it, it is, again. But it's not only has he done it again. He, uh, uh, Joseph and Hazelight have gone to another level. Like, granted, we played an hour of it. We could have played more, but I turned to Lucy at an hour, and I was like, can we stop? Because, like, I'm enjoying this so much. I want to play the full thing. I don't want to just do this preview any further. Uh, so inventive, so creative. You can get all of our impressions over on YouTube.com slash games. On top of that, of course, there's a new episode of PSI Love You XOXO live right now on YouTube.com slash games. Podcast services around the globe. We go into everything that's happening with PlayStation Plus. And more importantly, Importantly for me, I give you my review of Maquette, that new PlayStation uh, Plus game that's out uh, today, as a matter of fact. That also is uh, pretty dope, if I do say so myself. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick, a.k.a. at Dananobiologist Abramson, uh, Blackjack, and Trent Berry. Today we're brought to you by Honey, Logitech, and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, The Roper Report. Time for some news. We have eight items on the Roper Report. Baker's dozen. I want to. It was seven. You know, not what nine minutes ago it was seven. Now we have this going on. And speaking of which, hello, producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino. Can you read me? I can. How are you guys doing? We're great. How are you? I am well. Uh, you're here to talk about aliens, which was mm-hmm. going to be my lead story, but we have breaking news, so we're going to cool. keep tackling that. Can you hang out a little bit? Yeah, I can hang out for a sec. All right, good. You, you know, I can't hang out for too long, though, because we have Andrew Renee guesting on uh, our Twitch stream at 11 o'clock today, twitch.tv yeah, yeah, slash yeah. games. if you guys want to tune in for that. YouTube.com slash plays if you miss it later. Uh, back to number one here, of course, that uh, Fall Guys has been bought by Epic Games. Mediatonic has been bought by Epic Games. Uh, I'm trying to still to refresh the FAQ. It is still 503, but thanks to Roger Pocorny, I have the Epic Statement. Uh, I'm on EpicGames.com right now where it says, Tonic Games Group, makers of Fall Guys, joins Epic Games. We are thrilled to announce that Tonic Games Group is joining the Epic Games family. Uh, Tonic Games is the development company behind the hit sensation Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. 
For Fall Guys fans, your gameplay isn't changing, and Epic will continue to invest in making the game a great experience for players across platforms. Your favorite colorful beans will still stumble through the chaos on PC, PlayStation, and soon Nintendo Switch and Xbox. Check out this blog post for all your questions. That was the one that I think is 503. It is, and it still is. Uh, quote a ton Tonic Games Group, which apparently is a rebrand that I think is happening today, or maybe happened and we just missed it. Uh, we often say that everyone deserves a game that feels like it was made for them. With Epic, we feel like we have found a home that was made for us. They share our mission to build and support games that have a positive impact, empower others, and stand the test of time, and we couldn't be more excited to be joining forces with their team. This is Dave Bailey, from the co-founder and CEO of Tonic Games Group. Uh, the quotes go on like this. Uh, Tim Sweeney from Epic says, it's no secret that Epic is invested uh, in building the metaverse, and Tonic Games shares this goal. As Epic works to build this uh, virtual future, we need great create creative talent who uh, know how to build powerful games content and experiences gary we wanted the hot takes you gave it to me you're getting a little bit of it you're getting a drip free of information here where are you at what's your hot knee-jerk reaction well to first of all i'm telling you the winner tuesday hot streak continues right it's fuck, you, like blessing. The- fuck you blessing fuck you blessing blessing sucks isn't that right Nick? I never, it's funny oh, how i, I always blessing. say hey we had a great time great. You, you're the one who always turns it into fuck you blessing i don't know you're somebody's got to take work. this kid down a you, pay. he's you, out there you, voting you, on baftas you two needs to need to work your shit out whatever's going on behind the scenes you're blessing like get it sorted um yeah, it's almost like the gaming gods went, oh, what? There's not enough gaming news today for, for Gary's, you know, big uh, bit of Winter Wednesday on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Let's dump another, you know, megaton uh, at the top of the show. So, I mean, so I'm just I'm just processing this now. I don't know yet. I feel like were this were this EA buys Mediatonic or Activision buys Mediatonic, I'd be here saying, well, so long, Mediatonic. You had a good run. Yeah. But, with, but with Epic... I don't know. It's hard to say. They're not really in the business of buying it. They're not like they're not like THQ Nordic, right? Going around hoovering up developers. It's kind of a rare move for them. Buying a no. whole other games company. They obviously see value in the company. They obviously see value in, in Fall Guys. It's not difficult to see value in Fall Guys. Terrific game. My personal game of the year for 2020. Loved it to bits. Super excited about this about the futuristic space age season four update. I think Fall Guys is going to continue to just get bigger and bigger and bigger Dude. and expand onto new platforms. My knee-jerk reaction on this, Gary, is that Fall Guys is about to go nuclear. And I mean, like, they are about to go so big. So, I mean, think, think about the think, look at the way that Epic markets Fortnite and think about exactly. them even a fraction They of are that. going to do that to not, and I mean, can you ever get lightning in a bottle and do it again that way? No, but like all of, Fall all Guys, of, which is already so big, is about to get so much bigger because now you have the, Epic's a war chest of money to throw it behind to say, yes, what... You want NFL uh, Fall Guys? You want uh, tie-ins to the DC movies? You want you uh, look at every character skin in Fortnite. That's coming to Fall Guys. That Fall Guys is coming to every yeah. platform. I do yeah, not. I yeah. expect. I fully expect Fall Guys to go free to play. The the Fall Guys and Fortnite crossover potential is awesome. I mean, I personally don't care because I don't care about Fortnite. But that obviously, for people that do are interested in both, that has a lot of creative. Sure. Uh, and commercial potential as well, because that's what Epic's interested in. For all the people out there, for all the fucking chumps and the trolls who respond to every tweet about Fall Guys with Dead Game, that like they fucking were the first person to say that. They think it's hilarious and original to just say Dead Game, Dead Game. No, no, no. A live game. Very much a live game. Oh, coming yeah. to Switch, coming to Xbox, new seasons, new ownership with squillions of dollars to spend on bringing it to a wider audience. Um, I think it's good. I, again, if we're EA or Activision, I genuinely, genuinely be very, very concerned. Uh, it depends who I you d- talk to on what Epic is. I stand by that. I think Epic is good. I think they are using their power, influence, and money for good things most of the time. They, the free they, Fortnite thing is like, I agree they, that Apple sucks on what they've been doing, but like the jackets and the thing and the hashtag. Yeah, that, that whole that's, thing that's was irritating. And, Ep- and, Epic, and Epic does things that irritate me often. But at the end of the day, they are a proper games company. Going all the way back to you know the the old PC you know share when they were Epic. Remember, do you remember, Greg? You're old enough to remember when they were Epic Mega Games, not just Epic Games. I do remember that. Right Vaguely. back in the days, you not yeah. Back in the good. days of like uh, you know um, uh, shareware discs going around for the PC, Epic Mega Games. I remember it well. They were a proper games company with a proper lineage. Um, I I, be- I believe my prediction is that they will be good stewards 
of the Fall Guys franchise and and obviously a big shot in the arm for whatever Mediatonic wants to do next. I think they were well, the probably Fall Guys making a lot of game group or whatever the hell they're called. Well, games. I mean, but, I mean <laughs> Tonic or, or, games or, maybe, group. or maybe something entirely different. Who knows? I mean, maybe if, maybe more Fall Guys type stuff, but maybe something else. This secure, I mean, this secures the future of Fall Guys and Mediatonic for a long time. I'm sure the founders of Mediatonic have, have woke up today much richer. Good oh for God, them. Oh my God, yeah. Good yeah, for yeah, them. 100%, yeah, 100%. Um, I guess, so whether or not Fall Guys would go free to play and like microtransactions based, I don't know. That kind of makes me a little bit squeamish. Um, but what if the microtransactions are just what they already are, which is, you know, do you want to buy a suit? Do you want to buy a new bean costume or whatever? I know, you can, but what you, you don't, want to, but you don't want it to do is like lean more and more into that while well, everything becomes a micro. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they're going to have to manage that if they, if they decide to start tweaking the balance of that. That'll be interesting to see. You know, obviously they could bring a lot of, Epic has a lot of institutional knowledge about how players react and, and interact with, you know, microtransactions, what's popular, what's not. They could bring that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of skill sets and a lot of knowledge kind of Voltroning together here. Yeah. An immediate, an immediate yeah. question is, is this the end of Fall Guys on the Steam store? Is it, is it now going to become an Epic store uh, exclusive? Probably. Yeah, I would think I, so. I want to say probably. Yeah. Overall, I think this is a net positive. Yeah, let me give you some more information here, all right? Uh, I still have a Borked uh, thing, but Wario64 has screenshots up, right? Uh, so again, this is all happening live. Bear with me as I parse through information as we go. But how will this affect the game is one of the questions here. Your gameplay isn't changing, and neither is our mission to bring Fall Guys to as many players as possible. Each season, we'll continue to expand the game with new content, features, rounds, and costumes. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout will remain purchasable on Steam and PlayStation. If you own the game on these platforms, you still you'll still be able to play it from there and receive future updates we are also still planning to bring fall guys to nintendo switch and xbox fortnite and rocket league already have tons of features we'd love to bring to fall guys account systems cross play squad versus squad modes etc we're going to work hard on bringing these features to fall guys too well i like that they said cross play that's right? a big one because of course epic You're know how to do that the next question, and this is the media tonic or tonic group uh talking right but it, then they go free to play nothing to announce right now how will this affect the community? We absolutely love our community and wouldn't want this situation without your continued support. Uh, we'll stay super close with you, continue to chat with you in the same open and honest way, and continue to take uh, suggestions and feedback. Why did you choose Epic? We've been mutual fans for a while now as we've gotten to know Epic, the Epic team better. It turns out we have a lot in common and share the same goals. They really love Fall Guys and our team at Mediatonic. We'll continue to be the same team working on the same game, but now we'll have the full power of Epic Games to help us take the game to new, parentheses, dizzying heights. Uh, will, you will you still make the same kind of games in the future? Uh, we're proud of Mediatonic's creative culture, and this is something that Epic really values too. We're focused on creating games that empower our players, create joy, and bring people together to have fun, and we couldn't be more excited about the opportunities ahead. They I'm are about to roll in money. Yes, go I ahead. Just, I was going to say to you, Greg, I'm impressed that they got to the, the whole answer to that question about why did you choose Epic using words like creative culture and empowerment and, and somehow managed to avoid using the word bajillion even once. Because you know that's the reason. <laughs> you know that's at least part of it. They heard that they heard that cash truck backing up to the Mediatonic offices and they were like, man, this is an offer we cannot refuse. Man, I, I think you're about to see some really really big things for fall guys i think, I think gonna, no I, I the more i think about it like unless you're one of those people that think that thinks epic is evil because like you love steam or whatever like you like one major corporation better than another if that's the case good luck to you in terms of just is this a good thing for fall guys i think ultimately yeah again were ea or activision or any of these other companies that have proven to be terrible terrible stewards of smaller companies that they've acquired over the years remember PopCap, those poor bastards like we've seen this happen so many times <laughs> oh you like put, making plants versus companies. zombies you're never making it the same oh, way again don't God. worry get out of here but this i think like i said ea sorry, epic is a proper games company and I think they, I, and I think that the, again, the, in terms of the marketing, the Fortnite crossovers, the institution, institutional knowledge about free to play Dude, microtransactions. You make it free like to play how to take and you the game to the next level. Epic are the right people to be in business. You make it free to play and you have the crossover event in Fortnite and you get all these Fortnite players to bounce over there and get it. And then you have, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be insane. I thought Fall Guys was already huge and we were wondering what its tail would look like, but this is going to solve so many people's not problems, but like for me personally, even like when they did the medieval thing and then they talk about the future thing, I'm like, that's all fine. But like, I don't 
care about the beans just looking like they're in the past, the future. You put a Superman bean in there. You do a whole season of comic book stuff with Marvel. You do a whole bunch of stuff like that. I'll be all over. Yeah, and I, and I and I do think you're going to see it pulled from the Steam store and on Epic. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of what Epic wants to do is get people to the Epic store because they want to be in that Valve Steam business. Yeah, but Valve is a company that barely makes games anymore, but they make more money than any games company. Uh, real quick before we transition into the uh, fire or no the fire the aliens fire team hour with uh johnny ace over here uh nanobiology has one quick you're wrong here where i was like i don't know what tonic games group is he says tonic games group was founded last year as an umbrella company quote tonic games games group will manage multiple game studios and publishing uh, operations there was a venture beat article i i do not recall so thank you nano for now though let's talk about a brand new game number two aliens fire team has been announced and shown a bit i'm gonna read from the press release before we kick it to our ace reporter nick scarpino cold iron studios the san jose based game studio comprised of veteran action and shooter developers in collaboration with 20th century 20th century games today revealed aliens fire team a new cooperative third person survival shooter set within the alien universe aliens fire team is scheduled for a worldwide release in summer 2021 on xbox series x slash s xbox one playstation 5 playstation 4 and steam uh they got the usual uh, quote here with aliens fire team you and your friends will experience uh, stepping into the boots of a squad of hardened colonial marines fighting in the ultimate battle for survival this is the action game aliens fans have been waiting for hordes of different xenomorphs swarming over ceilings and across walls surrounding your team and striking from every angle work together customize your character utilize tons of weapons and gear and well, you just might get your fire team out alive. Set 23 years after the original Alien trilogy, Alien's fire team drops players into the role of a colonial marine aboard the USS Endeavor, uh, recently tasked with answering a distress call from the outer colonies. Deployed to overrun facilities, abandoned ruins, and strange alien landscapes as you battle terrifying enemies across four campaigns with two friends or AI teammates. Stunning visuals, realistic environments, powerful weapons, futuristic equipment, and an eerie soundscape heighten new alien storylines across a series of replayable missions that evoke and expand upon the blockbuster films. Facing over 20 different intelligent enemy types, from xenomorphs to Wayland yutani uh, synthetics, players must utilize cover tactics and master team strategy to eradicate extraterrestrial threats that swarm through doors and vents, scramble across walls and ceilings, and strike from darkness with uncanny ferocity. Uh, five character classes, an expansive arsenal of customizable weapons and mods, character progression, and innovative enhanced advancement systems help even the odds uh, in this heart-pounding shooter and place uh, alien fire teams another dimension of co-op survival shooters plus there's the new challenge card system that'll let players mutate each mission offering a new experience with every playthrough nick scarpino yes hello welcome to the show i'm sorry to keep you waiting oh not at all it was a good talk about uh that's cool to hear you guys your guys opinions on fall guys yeah yeah you, you're yeah, excited yeah. For i can't it? tell if nick's taking the piss or not no no no, 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 it's cool. I, I never listen. I know, no, no, you guys are. I mean, it's it's a nice reminder that you guys actually know what you're talking about. You know, I give Greg a lot of shit, Gary, uh, for not knowing anything. But you guys Rightly so. are, are pretty good all at right. what you're doing. All right, I don't need two of you on the show. I don't need two of you on the show. All right, Nick, you got to do a hands-off demo, right? You got to sit in on yeah, a Discord. We got, yeah, we got a, we got a nice little presentation, um, which uh, they give us all the facts that you just uh, told the audience right there, and then we got to watch them play through one of the levels of the games, um, and it's really fun. It's exactly kind of what you'd think. Um, very much, um, I want to say left for deadish, where yeah. you're just fighting hordes of, of instead of zombies, aliens. Uh, but you know, obviously, they 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 rooted it in sort of the uh, the Cameron mythology or the Cameron aliens. So it's not like you're not you're not dealing with uh, like one alien. You're dealing with hordes of aliens. You are, of course, colonial marines. Uh, mm-hmm. There's gonna be three of you. We're gonna have a blast playing this probably. I want to. Is that mo- is that motion tracker just going bananas all the time? Because it's like it says like aliens everywhere. Uh, there is aliens everywhere, but you get other cool items. Like uh, we saw one of the guys that had a portable um, t- gun turret, so we could throw that bad boy down. And sure. It starts. It starts just you know wailing on aliens, um, and then you've got you got different upgrades and stuff like that. So every time you play through the campaigns, you can get upgrades and, and play through them again. Um, so it kind of keeps the replayability back coming back. The card one thing the, sounds a lot like the, Back for Blood. Gary, did you do Back for Blood the beta when, when yeah, that came I did, through? I, yeah, I did the beta, and I actually wanted to ask, and, and that feels like, you know, if, you, if you're asking yourself, like, okay, we've got the Aliens license, what game types, what game genres can we bring that would be a good fit? This kind of Left for Dead, Back for Blood, you know, co-op mm-hmm. team, survival shooter feels like a good match right because you know we all remember totally. those scenes from aliens when they're you know fighting their way out of the the catacombs yeah. and stuff the ca- the alien you know um uh, caverns um but what I, what I wanted to ask nick was this you know what we all love from the movies of course was it had both flavors right it had the it had the like 
going through the tunnels and like there's one blip on the motion track and it's oh shit something's coming but then it like is in chaos is this just left for dead chaos all the time or do you also have that like tension of waiting for something to happen uh from what i understand i mean that we we only saw one level of it so i can't really comment on it too much but the, what we saw <laughs> is chaos it's chaos all the time right. and, and not okay. only chaos but you're dealing with not just you know the uh the soldier aliens you're dealing with like bigger uh baddies you know they've got they've got of all the course. classes that you would they're expect they're gonna to have see. their version of the and the witch exactly. and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. Right? yeah um all that stuff so it's it's i think it's i think it's mostly designed to give you those quick moments of respite and then you're back into right. the uh into the madness so my question for you nick you know we're gonna have a blast with it on stream do you think we have a blast with it on one stream and then we bounce and we don't come back or is there enough to actually keep us invested and keep us coming back that's going to really depend on when you get your hands on the controller, but I think we're going to play it for a few days. I think this might be, I mean, I, I personally love aliens and I, and I sure. love specifically like when I was a kid, I used to play, I used to make uh, the pulse rifles out of PVC pipe and piss my dad off because apparently yeah. PVC pipe costs a lot of money. Um, and I use all of his duct tape as well. Sorry, Lou. But um, you know, to me, it's, it's going to be fun jumping back in that world and who doesn't, you know, it's the perfect who doesn't want to be trapped in, a, in an enclosed space with a bunch of aliens and fight your way out? It's just yeah, well, fun. But I, I think we do it for a, f a few streams, actually. I think, And I think we probably – I would be interested in jumping into this a little bit at night, too, even for the Nick at Night streams. Oh, nice. How many players is it again? Three. 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 That's an interesting number, isn't it? Three. Why yeah. three? Yeah. It's funny because I went through the notes as, as Greg was reading that. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. And then, yeah, no, it's, it's three players, not four. So I don't know why they, they chose to do that. You, you know, not not everybody's Mr. Popularity, Gary Widow. They can't call up Yeah, not everyone has three friends. Yeah, exactly. I certainly don't. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah, I mean, that. If you're me, it's uh, it's me, Fran, and Blessing. Those are my, my, uh, me? Why? my friends I, I play gotta, this game. I roll you, don't, the, you don't play the games that I play, Greg. This is in Warzone. How much Predator do we play together? That's true. We play a lot of Predator together. And that was my next question. Can you compare it, just for me personally, to Predator? Like, it sounds, since they're going more Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead always struck me as just, it's pick up and play, pick up whatever weapon and go run for it. Yeah. Obviously, Predator, I think, you know, lost some people in trying to be more grounded in a, we're a real first-person shooter, grind up your weapon, this is how it's going. How does that shake out? Predator speaks to me a little bit more, though, because you do have the person-on-person sort of conflict, right? You've got that dynamic, which I think, at first, I used to shy away from, so... If you asked Nick pre-war zone, hey, do you want to play Aliens, Fireteam, or Predator? I'd probably say Fireteam because there's a little less investment in that. Sure. Um, and But, you know, and you don't have to lose to one of your friends uh, as he wheeze lasts and as he kills you uh, as the Predator. But I, I kind of, I don't know. This I, I don't, it, you'll have to play. We'll have to get in okay. there and see because I don't know if this is going to have a huge amount of replayability for me. Nick, did they say anything about crossplay? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, look. my favorite subject these days, you know, is no excuse anymore. Uh, Gary, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, you were tip of the sword on this, and we are to the point now where if you don't have crossplay, come on. There's no, there's no longer any excuse. Yeah, um, I, think it's, I think it sounds fun. The Alien franchise is a weird one, you know, both cinematically and in terms of games. You know, for every good movie, there's been a bad movie. Uh, for every Colonial Marines, there's an isolation and vice versa. So it's hard to know which category this will fall into. I'm just going with my gut without having seen any footage. I, I'll come back to that original point that this, this feels like a good marriage of that particular license and this style mm -hmm. of gameplay. You know what I mean? It feels like a yeah. good fit. Uh, I'm looking through. We have a fact sheet that came in. Play, yeah. yeah, but it's also it's very limited right system. now. Yeah. yeah, it's very limited right now. Everything uh, is rating pending. Summer's 2021. Uh, pricing will be announced at a later date. But... You don't have to wait too long. Ryan McCaffrey over at IGN.com says, we'll be covering Aliens Fireteam all month long as part of our first, or no, sorry, as part of our IGN first editorial program. Check back on Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific for the world-exclusive gameplay reveal of Fireteam when we'll have a 20-minute full mission playthrough to kick off our month of coverage. So I would imagine Rai Rai will have some information on you there. I'm sorry, who's the developer again? Maybe I missed that at the top. Uh, the uh, developer is Cold Iron Studios. Yeah. Uh, Do we the know that anything? I uh, from name alone no the San, it sounds like this might be the first thing but I'll give a quick Google if somebody or anybody else no, can they, too, I but. mean they're devs that came from other studios and I forget what what other games they have I was gonna on. say when you're introduced as the San Jose based game studio comprised of veteran action and shooter game developers then no yeah. that's probably your first we don't really have a developer right? pedigree to go on but no. I don't know you're the one who saw the game I mean it looks good what do you it think? looks good. Yeah. yeah, it looks good. I think okay. it's gonna be fun for people. Yeah, I mean, I think I think right off the bat you're gonna get a lot of interest just because just because it's aliens, and I think there's a, a drought yeah. of, of good alien stuff uh, lately. Yeah. But uh, so I think a lot of people are gonna jump in initially as to whether or not it has legs. 
I mean, uh, I'm the wrong person to ask on that one. <laughs> I, it's exciting because I would, I would it's fall guys and be like, "This is stupid." I actually really hope that this is part of a wave of these games coming, but like Back for Blood, uh, mm -hmm. Alien Fire Team. You know, I, I, well, I personally love these kind of co-op horde mode kind of things. Sure, I think Valve needs to pony up and just say, "Fuck it, here's Left 4 Dead 3. Well, that, here's my concern. I would my, love it. My concern is, are we back to a Rock Band 4 Guitar Hero Live situation where we, oh man, like there's this little flame, we wanted it, and then it's doused, it's just, there's too many things that happen at once. Like, Back for Blood is June, this is saying summer, like, is it going to be like, do you want to play Back for Blood or do you want to play Aliens or is one doing something really well? Well, even the fact they're talking about the cards here, I think is very interesting because, you know, uh, unique cards, uh, unique challenge card system also lets players mutate each mission offering. Oh, experience. that's what like, Back for Blood has. Back for Blood, we were yeah. enjoying that a hell, a hell of a lot. We did it. So it's like, huh, all right, we're going to have to see what this actually shakes out to be when we get it. But I am excited for it. It sounds cool. It sounds like something I'll be into. I'll for play how long? it for sure. Who knows? Yeah. Will you play it with me? Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, but the thing is, though, you're going to be playing on PlayStation. Unless it's cross-play, that freezes Snowbike out of the picture. What are we going to fucking do? Well, like, no, Snowbike snow snow bends the knee. He does what I want. You know what it I mean? He does what I want. He bends the knee, you yeah. fucker. <laughs> he bends the knee. He bends every time. Bends he does, that's actually yeah. How, yeah. Like how he experiences it. He bends the knee. Well, he's actually just a good co-worker who will go out of his way. Hey, Snowbike Mike, it's Greg Miller. You're on Kind of Funny Games Daily. How are you? Hey, this is Snowbike Mike. What up, Gary? What up, Greg? We just wanted to make sure you're down to play Aliens Fireteam on PlayStation instead of Xbox. I will bend the knee. Sorry, Gary, I'm going to bend the knee. <laughs> well, if, 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 well if, I, I, will, I will say this. I'll play with you on PlayStation 5 if my fucking DualSense hasn't given up the ghost by then. Oh, here we go. You know? Because I don't want to play Aliens fucking drifting all over the fucking place. Aliens, I want to, I want to play with too? a proper controller. No, he's... Well, no, I mean, you see this thing 417 hours before it's going to die? And you've put in two. You've put in two hours in Sackboy. That's all you've done on your PlayStation there's 5. Gonna be gonna a be lot of, there's going to be a lot of unhappy campers. Gary, if you want. Year, unhappy gamers. When your controller starts shit in the bed, don't come crying to me. Gary, if you want, you can play Warzone with me on PS5 uh, with mouse and keyboard inverted. I can do that because they have crossplay because that's a proper game. All right, oh, I'm dismissing. Uh, Snowback Mike, I'm sending you back. <laughs> Goodbye. My, Nick, I'm sending you over with Snowbike Mike. I expected Mike. Thank you Snowbike Mike to come Thanks, in and tell you to go fuck yourself. He comes in and bends the knee. He knows where his bread's buttered, all right? Oh, wow, you host a podcast with him. I'm signing the fucking checks, all right? You, we, we did the th same thing we did to Kevin. We made him quit their jobs, I'm and then we, I'm actually, the, the I'm snare was glad, set. I'm actually glad that you don't pay me more, because the fact that you pay me so little, I yeah. would rather have the right to tell you to go fuck yourself. That's worth more to me than the money. <laughs> it's a perk for sure. <laughs> it's a perk for sure, Gary. All right, let's go on to number three now. We are at a, a full-blown story from Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Uh, the new Harry Potter game is going to allow trans characters. The next Harry Potter video game will allow players to customize their character's voice, body type, and gender placement for the school dormitories, taking a stride towards inclusivity after several recent controversies stemming from comments by serious creator J.K. Rowling that were seen as transphobic. Hogwarts Legacy is scheduled for 2022. I'm sorry, is scheduled for a 2022 release from publisher Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment Incorporated and developer Avalanche Software. When players start up the game, they will be able to create a character that has ma a masculine or feminine voice, no matter what their body looks like, according to people familiar with the game's development. The people requested anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak uh, to the press. Players will then get to select one of two options, witch or wizard, that will determine the dorm they get placed in at the Magical School of Hogwarts and how they are addressed by other characters in the game. Although this level of customization has grown more common in video games and is no longer unusual, it's noteworthy for Hogwarts Legacy. Last summer, Rowling made several comments that were widely viewed as demeaning towards transgen transgender people and denounced by many, including Harry Potter film stars Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson. Uh, the comments also rattled some people working on the game, Bloomberg reported. As a result, some members of the Hogwarts Legacy development team have fought to make the game as inclusive as possible, pushing for the character customization and even a transgender character to be added. There was resistance from management at first, the people familiar with the project said, but currently the character customization is included in the game. A Warner Brothers spokesperson declined to comment. Last month, Hogwarts Legacy faced more controversy after gaming journalist Liam Robertson revealed that Tony Leavitt, a senior producer at Salt Lake City-based Avalanche, made dozens of YouTube videos attacking feminism and quote-unquote social justice. He also expressed support for Gamergate, a loose community of gamers who harass journalists and game developers for voicing progressive views. Reset Era, one of the largest video game forums and act 
one of the largest video game forums, enacted, quote, a total ban on threads for promotional media, end quote, uh, around Hogwarts Legacy in the wake of that discovery in Rowling's comments. Leave It didn't respond for a request for comment. Gary, where are you right now in the ongoing fucking disaster that is Hogwarts Legacy? I mean, I just feel bad for most of the developers at this point. You know, the, the point was made recently that, you know, this game was in development before uh, J.K. Rowling made these uh, appalling comments. And, you know, the majority, I, know, I, I, I know that there's some, there are some exceptions. Is like one of the senior guys there, I guess, is like a Gamergate type person or whatever. Yeah, this guy but we like just majority, talked about. The, uh, the, oh, I'm sorry. I think I said Tony. Troy Levin. The majority of the people working on this game just want to make right. a good game. And now, you know, they're up against an impossible... Um, task you know it's yeah. it's you know just in, in a broader I, i'm not really a harry potter fan i i kind of just like all went by me but like i have friends who are like really 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 big harry potter fans and they're heartbroken over what has happened with the whole jk rowling not just because her opinions are awful but because it's it's cast just a terrible stain over this wonderful world sure. that she created and now harry potter fans are really really conflicted over whether or not they can continue to enjoy and support and be a part of that world because it goes so against other things that they, you know, other other more important real world things that they believe in really strongly. So it's a tra it's really a tragedy. I think it's a self created uh, tragedy uh, by J.K. Rowling. You know, not only are, are her opinions uh, about trans people uh, toxic and dangerous, but she's also basically destroyed to a large extent and at least severely damaged this incredible, you know, creative work that she did and, and broke the hearts of a lot of fans. So it's really, really sad. I feel bad for the developers who were just, who were just trying to make a good game before all this thing blew up. I think that, I think they face an impossible task. Mm -hmm. this, 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 this kind of news, oh, you can you do this kind of like non-binary gender character creation and stuff like that. It's like, they, it, it sounds like they kind of want like a medal for that, but like that's the kind of shit that most games in this day and age sh should already be and often are doing already. And it kind of feels like they're trying to put out a four alarm fire with a spray bottle right now. Now, I, I, I don't think they can fix this. I don't, I don't think that unless, and, you know, short of JK Rowling coming out and issuing like a very, very sincere mea culpa and like, and, and walk and, and finding a way to walk back everything that she has said and done to damage um trans people and, and 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 put these toxic opinions out into the world and damage and trash her own creation short of that i i don't know how this game's gonna i don't see a way forward what do you think yeah i think there's a couple different things happening here where i like jason you know starting from hey you can create a trans character in this game which was leaked to him by a developer, which I think goes back to speak to what you're talking about of and what's so hard with this conversation, right? Is that you have all these people working on a game and then, you know, you have the creator of the franchise over there, J.K. Rowling, say a bunch of abhorrent, horrible shit. And you're like, fuck. And so you start moving and then to have this stuff come out from this guy's YouTube channel, right? It's a fuck. And so, like, to have it, to get it to Jason, to pass this information, to be like, listen, there are people on the inside who are trying to make this game and are trying to make it inclusive and are trying to, you know, put something into this game that is clearly at odds with what uh, the creator of the very, the heart source material of the franchise is, even though they say she's not involved with this game. It's such a fucked up situation on so many fronts for all, all these developers whose livelihood depends on making this game, right? And to be working on it quietly in the background for years undercover, you know, this was leaked forever ago, then have J.K. Rowling uh, fucking say horrible shit, like, jeez. And then they have, you know, seem like, you, then they push the release to 2022, which I do think obviously was because the game needs more time, but I also think in part of, let's try to get this to calm down. Let's see if we can let the, every, like, the hackles come down. Maybe J.K. Rowling won't say anything stupid for another fucking year. Then to have it be this YouTube guy, like, clearly this is going to go. And I think you're talking about, like, uh, put out a fire with a, a, a spray bottle. Like, this is just all that you can do from the inside if you're trying to still keep your job and keep your benefits and keep your family's house, right? You have to, you try to get this information out of, like, listen, we understand why we're getting uh, drugged through the mud. We understand why Reset Era is banning the, the conversation about the game. But... Like, this is what's happening over here and what we're doing. But I don't think it's enough either. Like, I don't... No, like I, it's, I mean, here's the thing. They're not going to cancel the game. There's too much money invested. There's too much money to be made. The game is probably still going to sell and be successful and be a moneymaker because, you know, not everyone is aware of this stuff. Not everyone cares, unfortunately. So a lot of people, their love for Harry Potter and their interest in the game is going to trump their knowledge of or the, or the, ability, the amount that they care about 
this other shit. A lot of people are just like, fuck that. They just, they just want to play the game and they don't care about, you know, any other issues that might be surrounding it. But it is definitely, but you know, so I think they'll probably still make money. But again, oh my god, it's gonna make it's gonna make money hand over fist. Like the arguments in the reset era thing aren't gonna stop, aren't gonna affect. When this when this game comes out, it's gonna be in. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the first line that anyone writes about the game in every review, in every article, in every feature. And it's a bummer for developers. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of developers out there that love Harry Potter that are making this game that just want people to kind of appreciate the hard work that they did and the and, and judge the game on its own merits. That's no longer possible. Because of this poll that the creator has cast over it, with 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 these you know toxic opinions that she's put out into the world, and so again, it's it's a shame. The game's probably still going to sell; it's not going anywhere. But you know, this is now. But this is how it. You know, this, there's a stain on it now, and I mm. don't see how it's an indelible stain. And it, again, I, I just I, I just keep saying it. I feel bad for the developers who I know this isn't I'm, their fault. I know. Uh... You know, obviously, this is a touchy subject for so many people of separate the art from the artist. Let the game speaks for itself. No, I'm going to completely black out on it. No, I'll buy it, but I'll make a donation. No, I'll wait and buy it, blah, blah, blah. There was a, I think there's a really great opinion piece uh, up right now on Games Industry App Biz. It's actually a few days old, but it's from Brendan Sinclair. It's called Harry Potter and the Culture of Cancelization. I'm going to read you three paragraphs from it, but I urge you to go to gamesindustry.biz and read the entire thing. I'm joining way late or in the middle of it. And then, Gary, are you, you're not looking at the document, are you? No, I don't even Le- know where to find it, Greg. Well, I gave it to you a long time ago. You just never use it. But I understand you fly by the seat of your pants. I'm just going to keep saying leave it, but it could be Levitt. I'm, not, I'm bad at pronunciations, as you know. But here we go. Rowling and Leave It aren't being criticized for being conservative, for wanting smaller government or lower taxes or a balanced budget. It's not their foreign policy stance at issue. In Rowling's case, it's her public history of anti-trans viewpoints. In Leavitt's, it's his support of the deeply misogynistic Gamergate harassment campaign, disdain for feminism and social justice, and a YouTube channel full of videos that read almost like a parody of an alt-right content creator, right down to the requisite teardown of The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi video, potentially aside, I'm not about, I'm not about to actually watch that one to find out, thank you very much. These aren't opinions about whether pineapple belongs on pizza whether a hot dog is a sandwich, or whether the PS5 is better than the Xbox Series X. Their opinions about the fundamental, I'm sorry, their opinions about the fundamental humanity of other people, and their opinions that have a body count attached. The human rights campaign has been trying to track murders of transgender or gender non-conforming people for years, even though their deaths can easily go unreported or misreported to the, as the authorities, journalists, or even family members may not acknowledge their gender correctly. It has identified nearly 200 such murders since 2014, with 2020 spiking to the highest numbers yet. As I said, this is an opinion piece from Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz, Harry Potter and the Culture, culture of Cancelization, uh, wading into the issues here and his argument uh, stemming from the Reset Era ban of Harry Potter stuff. I urge everyone to go check it out. And on top of that, even though I know I'm preaching to the choir of Kind of Funny Best, best Friends, remember, nobody is better than somebody else. Let people live their lives. Uh, it's the same thing as always. I think of, you know, trans lives are hu- uh, human lives. Uh, trans rights matter. Like, uh, but that we can apply that to every minority group out there. That this isn't the way to treat people. This isn't the way to talk to people. This isn't the way to talk about people. Uh, let everybody have their humanity. Let everybody ha- be themselves. Let everybody just be loved and find love in the world. Like, I don't understand how in 2021 now, this is a thing that continues to come up that we want to be so involved with other people things. And we want to, the decision somebody else makes about their life uh, affect you in some way. And again, I know that like, uh, you know, 2020, obviously with the campaign for presidency and stuff, obviously kind of funny. was much more outspoken. And one of the things people would ask me for when we talk about it, I was very clear of like, for me, this is a right and wrong thing. This is a right and wrong thing. Like treating people like the fucking human beings there are shouldn't be a statement we shouldn't need think pieces on. We shouldn't need it. Nobody should feel uh, empowered to go out there and spread hate. And the only way to stop hate is to stand up to and speak uh, your truth and to speak uh, how you think people should be treated. And so if that's going to be quote unquote social justice and a huge other things that people are going to try to throw at you, fuck those people. Don't worry about those people and continue to be a good person. Just be a good fucking person to each other and stand up for your friends. And if you are somebody who none of these things affect, and I'm speaking very much about myself, right, from a place of privilege of just being a white 37-year-old dude, straight dude on top of that, cisgender dude on top, like fucking use that platform to be like, no, this isn't cool. Even if that's all you say, if that's all you do, if that's all you tweet, you still buy the game because you're conflicting to whatever, like, there, we're, not, we're not operating 280 characters here of like there needs to be a definitive answer and this is the box and blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying like stand up for other people. You just, you know, 
fucking be the person you'd like somebody to stand up for. Like if you, the whole, it's the golden rule, right? Of treat others the way you want to be treated. And I don't want anybody to treat me this way. So I'm not going to let anybody else treat other people this way. Yeah, I really really don't have anything to add because I couldn't have said it better than you just did. Then let's jump to number four. Why are there so many cutscenes in Outriders? <laughs> this show goes places and then goes the other way. Uh, Wesley Yinpool is asking the same question over at Eurogamer. If you've been playing the Outriders demo since it came out last week, you may have picked up an annoyance loading cutscenes. The third person looter shooter from People Can Fly, Bulletstorm, Gears of War Judgment, plays a short cutscene whenever you want to move to a new area. These cutscenes show everything from a character opening a door to climbing a ledge. They include a full fade to black opening before playing the cutscene and another fade to black black before uh, you get back into the action. I uh, There was a one going around uh, online, I think actually from uh, Wesley, that was uh, the character runs up, there's a fade to black Gary, there's a cutscene of the characters jumping over a, ca- a little chasm, then a fade to black, and then you're back into the gameplay. And everybody was making fun of it and throwing it around. And when I saw it, I immediately was like, oh, they're hiding a load for the game, right? They're getting you to the next environment. Turns out there's a little bit more to it, and I thought it was interesting because we don't talk about the inside baseball of game development enough. So back to the article, sorry. So what's going on? I caught up with creative director uh, Bartek uh, Kamita uh, and lead designer, but we don't quote them, I think, here. Uh, Back to Bartek, who says, it started quite pragmatic uh, because we needed a system that would help us teleport the players uh, and stream some other content to start the load of another area. Initially, Outriders did not have these loading cutscenes. Instead, there was a simple fade in and fade out as all the players were brought together. But some playtesters complained that they were disoriented when they loaded into a new area. They didn't know where they had gone to. And so, the brief cutscenes showing your character physically moving to a new area were born. Uh, Back to Bartek. A good example is opening a door. That was only because people in playtest said, oh, where am I? (laughs) Why was I teleported? So we needed to have those cutscenes. Wesley's articles in interviews way longer and goes into a whole bunch of different stuff, but I know this is what was getting kicked around. And I like that even for me where I was like, oh, they needed to load a new map. I didn't think about the actual nuts and bolts usage of like when me and Tim were playing Halo uh, Combat Evolved and Tim would go somewhere and I would get warped back to him, how disorienting that was. And I didn't, I hated it and made fun of it there so that this is then the other side of the spectrum of trying to keep everybody lined up on what's going on. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that footage. I'll, I'll have to go look it up. It just does sound a bit goofy. Kind of reminds me of that. Can't remember which one it is in one of the Taken sequels where there's like eight camera cuts for Liam Neeson doing one jump over a chain link fence. <laughs> I don't know if you haven't seen that. It's really, I think really a long funny. time ago, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, you know, it's because I was going to make the comment, wow, like I felt like loading times is like the one thing we had solved in this generation, but it sounds like it isn't a technical issue, but more of a creative, like player orientation issue. So it's one of these things where people like to, you know, everyone likes to see something on the internet and immediately kind of dunk on it. Great, I get it. Yeah. But it sounds like they have their reasons for doing it. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting one. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about somewhere else so you can get interesting ones. It's called patreon.com slash games. You can go there, of course, to get the show uh, with the post show. You can go there to be part of the show. And, of course, you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, you're not there. So let me tell you about our sponsors. First off is Honey. I haven't even read the copy for this ad, and I don't need to. I use Honey all the time. If you didn't know what Honey is, it's a browser extension that installs, and I think it's like three clicks, and then it sits right up there. I'm tapping it right now on my Google Chrome. I see it right there, the little H. And what happens is when I check out online, uh, Honey pops down a dancing coin, and it runs all the different promo codes that could be applied to that site to find me the best deal, save me money. And if you log in, guess what happens? It accrues uh, Honey coins the more you use it, and then you can spend the Honey coins on like Amazon gift cards like I do. They do a bunch of other stuff, but I do that, of course. And the best part is, of course, Honey is free. Honey sports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Um, you do it a few seconds. I already said that. I've already talked about how much I love it. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Uh, you can get Honey for free right now at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. Start saving free money. And then Logitech's our next sponsor. Uh, Gaming headsets are important. You want a headset with a good mic, a good sound, and a headset that feels comfortable to wear. That's what's best about the G733 wireless gaming headset from Logitech G. The G733 Lightspeed wireless gaming headset comes with 2.4 gigahertz wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB, blue voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers, and multiple colorful, color ways to choose from. It also has a total freedom with up to 20 meters wireless 
wireless range with Lightspeed Wireless. Keep playing with 29 plus hours of battery life. Play wirelessly on PlayStation 4 with stereo sound. With front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB lighting, you can personalize your headset lighting across your style and comfort. Uh, the reversible suspension headband is designed for the ultimate comfort during long play sessions. Each G733 colorway has its own unique headband design. There's also a soft dual layer memory foam that conforms to your head and contours around the jaw for a better seal, reduce stress points, and delivers long lasting comfort. It's available in multiple color ways, uh, each with their own vibrant reversible headband and corresponding ear pads. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com. Use the promo code kind of funny, ga- kind of funny daily free ship 31. <laughs> kind of funny daily free ship 31 for express shipping today. That's express shipping on all Logitech G products with promo code kind of funny daily free ship 31. Uh, hurry now, since after this, the code expires in three days. And our final sponsor of the day is Door. DoorDash. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery store essentials you need with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want it, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contact delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, Benvenue. You can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Quick time out. Gary Witta, have you tried that McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich yet? No. As you know, it's I'm good. not a fan of the, uh, of the chicken nuggets, uh, the spicy chicken nuggets. I, I didn't know this about you. They're too um, hot for you? I see Andy Cortez going on about it all the time, and I want to yeah. say something, but then I always remind myself, like, what, what the fucking, what do you care if someone else likes some spicy? Sure. Just like, mind sure. your business. Um, but no, if there's a spicy chicken sandwich, I need to look that out. Given the choice between regular and spicy, I always, always pick spicy, except with the chicken nuggets, because I don't huh. like the spicy chicken nuggets. I like the regular ones better. But I, I think the way, if you want spicy chicken nuggets, you've got to go to Wendy's for me personally. Well, with DoorDash, um, you I, can I, send them to get them from everywhere. That's how I use DoorDash to go get. I get my McDonald's delivered with DoorDash uh, for like a limited it. time. You don't have to use Uber Eats anymore because that used to be McDonald's was exclusive to Uber Eats. Now you don't have to do that. I like. Yeah, that. use DoorDash instead. DoorDash uh, for a limited time. Our listeners can get twenty five percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Games twenty twenty one for our Canadian listeners. Use the code Games CA. That's twenty five percent off uh, up to a ten dollar value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you. Download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021 in the US and GAMES CA in Canada. Don't forget that's code GAMES2021 or GAMES CA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject, subject to change and terms apply. Number four on the Roper Report BAFTA nominations are up. And wait, is this number five? Did I change the model? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and guess what? Uh, Last of Us cleans up. We're going to read from Matthew Hendrahan over at Games Industry App Biz, who reports Naughty Dog's Last of Us Part 2 is up for 13 awards, Taylor Swift's favorite number, at this year's BAFTAs, uh, the largest number for a single game since the event started in 20, uh, 2004. Both Remedies Control and Kojima Productions' Death Stranding were nominated for 11 each at last year's BAFTA Game Awards, but the PlayStation exclusive has surpassed the achievement by two. Naughty Dog's celebrated sequel is the high point in an impressive night for Sony Interactive Entertainment. Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima received uh, 10 nominations. Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales got 7. Media Molecule's Dreams got 7. And Sumo Digital's Sackboy A Big Adventure got 4. Outside of PlayStation exclusives, the most notable game was Supergiant's Hades, which received eight nominations. The nominees for the most prestigious award, uh, best game, are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, the BAFTA Game Awards will be live-streamed on March 25th. Yay, Gary. Do you have a BAFTA yeah. yet? You, the, you, we got a BAFTA for anything yet? Do I have a BAFTA? Yeah. No, I have two. <laughs> You're so cool. fuck me god that is such a fucking answer gary holy you shit fucking asked. you fucking teed it up i, I knew you, i assumed you had one i was ready for the for you to move on to the next story i just want to you know there you go gary's awesome did you get them both for book of eli what, what or what row one no, what for uh, walking dead uh, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, Gary. Nice job out there. I'm proud of you. You do cool things. Uh, Number five, uh, say goodbye to PlayStation stores, movies, and TV. Uh, This is the PlayStation blog talking. At SIE, we strive to provide the best entertainment experience for PlayStation fans. And that means evolving our offerings as customers' needs change. Uh, we've seen tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services on our consoles. With this shift in customers' behavior, we've decided to no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through PlayStation Store as of August 31st, 2021. When this change takes effect, effect, users can still access movie and TV content they've purchased through the PlayStation Store for on-demand playback on their PS4, PS5, and mobile devices. We thank our fans for their continued support, and we look forward to further enhancing the experience entertainment experience on playstation good riddance i say gary i never really used it once in a while i would do it remember when they had the powers tv show they were trying to make happen on the playstation store focus on games get all this clutter out of there couldn't agree more okay good uh number a lot of things today greg I know, I know. We're running late. I know we all got stuff to do, so I'm trying to get you there. Uh, these are two <laughs> short ones, though. Number six, there's been layoffs at Hard Suit Labs. Uh, this is Marie Delasandre at GamesIndustry.biz. Hard Suit Labs underwent layoffs following the announcement last week that it, dro- it was dropped as the developer of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Several employees at, employees at the Seattle studio announced on Twitter that they were laid off, with writer and narrative designer Anna C. Webster saying that she was made redundant, quote, alongside the rest of the narrative department and many others. Uh, publisher paradox interactive announced last week that hard suit labs was replaced as a developer of vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 obviously our thoughts are with them hope they all land on their feet yeah it's a shame and then finally number seven surprising absolutely no one san diego comic-con has been canceled for an in-person event and that they're actually changing what it means for what you'll see online uh, as you may be aware due to as you may be aware due to the concern for public health and safety san diego comic convention had to cancel both its in-person events in 2020 and recently announced that our spring 2021 show WonderCon in anaheim would also be canceled for this reason, they had a whole bunch of information before this, but basically, like, hey, guess what? There's a global pandemic. Uh, we have made the challenging decision to postpone Comic 21 as an in-person gathering until our 2022 dates. And once again, hold this year's celebration as the free online Comic-Con at home. Unfortunately, the challenges of the past year and the multiple postponements of our two largest events have left us with limited financial resources. So this year, the online experience will be reduced to a three-day event spanning July 23rd through 25, uh, 2021. Gary, no surprise that... uh, Comic-Con's not happening, obviously, in person. I was surprised to see them talk about, hey, be, due to the financial realities of us not making any money, it's going to be shorter yeah. this year. It's, I mean, it's not a surprise because, you know, we're not ready yet. I think, you know, at this point, we're looking at, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas for things to start returning to something resembling uh, normality. Yeah. Uh, so it's not surprising, but it's still a bummer, you know, especially, totally. for, especially for people like us that are involved in these fandoms and things like that. You know, the year is often marked by you know, the big events that you look forward to every year, whether it be, you know, Comic-Con, WonderCon, BlizzCon, uh, TwitchCon, all these different cons, you know, and like when 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 San Diego announces, again, to, to the surprise of no one, but like when it when it's made official, you just kind of go, oh yeah, like that's a, like another year, you know, like a whole other year is written off basically until you get to have that experience again. And it's a, and it's a real shame. I guess the only good news is it really does feel like we're rounding a corner, you know, with the vaccines and the numbers are going down. I do think by the end of the year, we'll be, we'll, we'll all be kind of coming out from our little hobbit holes and, uh, you know, blinking into the sunlight and, and trying to, trying to, yeah, trying to restore some sense of normality in 2022. But, um, yeah, for like for anything planned through the, through the summer, um, I don't know, like what, what, what do you think will be the first like big, I don't think there'll be another big con like this year at all. No. I think, I, no. I, I think Comic Con 2022 will be back and, you know, I think 2022 will be more like normal, but I, I wouldn't expect to see any big events yet this year. Cause I, you know, it's, if you really want to beat this thing down and like have a normal 2022, you've got to continue to take it seriously in 2021, even with the vaccines, even with the masks. And now is not the time to get complacent. Just like we're the fucking finish line is in sight. Just wait it out. We're almost there. We, we will get our lives back just a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, I even, I, it's not that I don't think 22, 20, I, we are talking about going back to a new normal or whatever. And I really wonder what that does for live events. Cause I, I the knee jerk reaction of going to a comic con or going back to PAX or whatever sounds great. But then when you start doing the realities of it, like 
how long before everybody feels safe of going to a hotel and how and being in, in just a giant right. crowd of people? I think even once you're all vaccinated, there's still opportunities to get sick, and there's going to be people who aren't vaccinated, and there's going to be still be there's going to be spikes, and there's going to be issues, and there's going to be things, and I don't know if it'll be banned as much as like. What will Comic-Con feel safe doing? And what will the CDC's recommendations be? And what will local legislation look like in terms of what a gathering can be and look like? Like, It's not like, I don't think we flip a switch ever and and, and go back. I think it'll be slow and gradual and that we're going to make a lot of mistakes as we go. And No, I, know, I mean, man. you know, there's, there's, you know there's, there's some talk now about how like COVID's just going to be around forever, maybe as a seasonal thing. Like you'll just get your COVID shot every year. Yeah, like the flu. The flu yeah. shot now. Yeah, maybe they'll put it all in one shot. I don't know. But, you know, it's going to be really interesting because... You know, it's been mentioned a million times before, but like when we talk about going back to normal, it's not going to be the old normal. It'll be it'll be some adjusted normal because nothing's ever going to be the same. And I think as exciting as it will be to kind of go to a restaurant or go to a movie theater or go to a convention, it's going to feel weird for a while as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, we've become so used to this being our reality. When I do outdoor dining, like, which is back in legal, you know, in a SF or whatever, and I was in Oakland at one for Square Pie Guys opening, like that just feels weird. <laughs> it feels weird yeah. to take it off for any, and then the server comes and I, you pull it back up. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, I'm excited for the new normal, whenever that may be. I'm more excited for the more imminent time of, and I mean imminent is, it, it'll get here before the new normal. I'm excited to get vaccinated when I can. But that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grub shops, where would I go? What was that you just floated around there? Oh, it's Mjolnir. I have my little Mjolnir from the Avengers Collector Edition that I, I play with all the time. Oh, okay. Remember the Avengers? Yeah. The camera does not want to focus on it, does no, it? No, it's because my fat head's in the way. It would take me too long. I don't know how uh, to do it. list of... Um, Upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts. There you go. Each and every weekday. It's amazing. It's amazing what people will get fucking into buying with the cheap plastic shit they throw into these special editions. What a fucking racket that is. Now here's the money. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Gary. I'm with you that yes, collector's editions are traditionally trash. They come with stupid yeah. Remember the DC Universe Online one where we gave you a Batman statue, it was all plasticky and crappy. If you walked right by by me right now and I threw this Mjolnir at your head, you would go down. This is like this isn't plastic. This is real. And it's the thing I, I've talked about. It. I spin it all the time, right? I spin it like this. And what's going to inevitably happen is it's going to yeah. fly off one day and smash the screen, yeah. smash the camera, smash yeah. my teeth. So Put everybody yeah. stay tuned. And then uh, Roger, tell everybody, everybody tell Roger this is when I said this so he can clip it. So one day when it does happen and I die, which I do want to be posted, then this happens. I, you know? Okay. Sorry. Back to it. Uh, out today. Maquette is on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. You can hear my review on PS I Love You XOXO, but I highly recommend I, I, I recommend it. I enjoyed my time with it quite a bit. Uh, of course, PlayStation Plus right now. Kevin, have you played it yet? I have not. Kevin, I have not. I have not. It's, it's on my uh, to-do list, though. I'm very excited. Good. Uh, Monster Jam Steel Titans is on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Harvest Moon One World is on PS4 and Switch. Yakuza Like a Dragon is on PlayStation 5. Ground Zero Texas Nuclear Edition is on PlayStation 4 and PC. Neptunia Virtual Stars is on PlayStation 4. Paco Caravan is on, uh, Caravan, Caravan is on Switch. Uh, Red Dead Online's got, uh, what do we got? Lucrative double payouts await Red Dead Online's gunslingers in this week's Fractured series, the hardcore variation of Most Wanted. While collectors are now scoring new bonuses with any treasures they find then starting today all existing owners of the dark pictures anthology little hope will gain access to a free friends pass allowing players to experience one full playthrough of the game via multiplayer shared story mode with a friend that does not own the game along with this friends That's pass cool. yeah along with this friends pass the curator's cut is making its way to everyone allowing players to get a fresh perspective uh with new and exclusive scenes following their initial playthrough that's actually Sorry, go back to that conversation nope. we had at the top about uh, Joseph Farris and It Takes Two. Yeah. And looking for those co-op games. Uh, that Those those um, Dark Pictures anthology games have actually been recommended to me and my wife as something we might enjoy playing together. So I do need to check those out. Did you do what Until Dawn? Uh, yeah, not all of it, but a little, I, I did enjoy it. I didn't play the whole thing, but uh, like the co-op aspects of these new ones might make it a bit more compelling for me. Uh, Man of a Dan is on... Um, Game Pass right now, yeah. so I downloaded that, and then the next one, which I hear is better. If we like Man of a Dad, maybe we'll get that, get the next one. Uh, but yeah, they look like uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the Power Pack DLC is now out for Project Cars 3 as well. New dates for you. The latest chapter of Guild Wars 2, The Ice Brood Saga, Episode 5, Balance, arrives March 9th. Scourgebringer comes to PlayStation 4 and Vita. It lives April 22nd. Crash Bandicoot on the Run is going to launch worldwide March 25th. And Sping is coming to Apple Arcade this Friday. Deals of the day for you. Sorry, what? 
They're still what? putting games out on the V. I thought I thought we already did a thing where it was like, oh, this was the last game on the Vita. The Vita is now officially dead. You know, you know, people are gonna keep pushing for it and do it because the Vita will always live. Vita means life, Gary. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Thought a man with two Vastas would understand that. You know what I mean? The word definition. Uh, deals of the day for you in honor of multiples in honor of multiple sclerosis awareness month. Independent game developers Chris Bryant and Chris Hernandez are raising money for an MS charity. All revenue of Super Rad Raygun on itch.io uh, for the month of March will be donated to Can Do MS. Can Do MS delivers health and wellness education programs to help families living with MS thrive. Uh, so go pick up Super Rad Raygun on itch.io to support that. Uh, meanwhile, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask you, if you're watching the show, to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns, and, of course, squad up requests. Chris needs help on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, his PSN is Twitch373. That's Twitch373. And his Xbox Live is Dickie Bird. D-I-C-K-Y-B-I-R-D-373. Now, you might say, Greg... What does old Dickie Bird need help in? And I would say, well, I don't have that information here. So I, now I'm opening up the doc to see that. I miscopy this, or did he just say he needs help and gave me no information? Because either way, his stuff's been... Uh, famous uh, cricket umpire called Dickie Now Bird. here it is, here it is, here it is. Chris gave me information. Uh, what's up, kind of funny uh, Games Daily crew? Please answer my call and assemble. I'm in need of help from the best friends, and my, ma- and my mates are hopeless. On PS5, I lost my save for Avengers, moving it to the PS5, so I need help leveling again. I've also decided to jump headfirst back into Destiny after three years away, so would love to be able to play with all of you, the best friends. Feel free to add me and hope to see the heroes slash guardians soon. So if you... Want to go be an Avenger? Hit up on PSN Twitch 373. If you want to go be Destiny, I assume, Dickie Bird 373. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, we already tackled what was uh, wrong as we went. So there you go. Pretty clean show, as usual with Gary Widow. As well, I'm telling you, I don't get things wrong, Greg. Uh, you should just not bother with that segment when I'm on. Okay, I'll think about it. From from now, when Widow Wednesdays are on Tuesdays, I'll make sure I get rid of your wrongs unless we fuck it up. Uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is ending for us, but it's not over for you. You you can go to patreon.com slash games. Get the post show we're about to do. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games, of course, Andrea Renee is joining the clowns, Andy Cortez and Nick Scarpino to play some Warzone, it looks like. Uh, tomorrow... Wednesday, you'll have uh, Tim and Andy Cortez hosting this show. Thursday, it's me and Paris Lily hosting the show. And Friday, it's Blessing and his roommate, Michael Hyam from GameSpot.com. Remember, if you ever miss one of the live streams with uh, Nick, Andy, Snowbike, Mike, whoever, uh, go to YouTube.com slash plays, our brand new YouTube channel that's just the archive. A lot of stuff promoting that. Wait, what do you want to promote, Gary? You got anything going on? I will have soon. Um, can't talk about it yet, though, but uh, maybe as early as next month, I'm going to have something very cool that I'm going to be... Uh taking the opportunity to pimp out on your on is it your a tv show. is it a movie is it a comic book a book it's none of video those game? things video game? New and original and i'm excited to be able to talk to you about it soon radio drama <laughs> i'll get it out of him one day uh ladies and gentlemen until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>